Hello, awesome marketer. Let me ask you a question before we start today's episode. Are you looking to plan your content calendar more efficiently, save time across your team, and publish social content like a pro? If so, you're in luck, because Planable allows you to do this and much more. Planable is the content collaboration tool that makes it easy for marketing teams to preview, plan, approve, and publish social media content six times faster for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Google My Business, and TikTok, all in one place. So go to planable.io slash old school to find out more. Our podcast listeners will get 30% off for three months by using the coupon code old school after choosing the plan that fits your needs. Once again, go to www.planable.io slash old school and get 30% off for three months by using the coupon old school at checkout. I cannot wait to see you breezing through your content and your plan like a pro. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Welcome! <laughs> Welcome, everyone! Nice. Becca, <laughs> Becca had a little mini heart attack, even if she knew what's going to happen, but I don't know. I, I enjoy these little media things. Not that they're necessarily the most effective ones, because it's a bit of a lag delay, but, you know. Let's celebrate the Monday today. That's what I'll say. Becca, how are you feeling? Shall we celebrate a new week today? Yes, I'm feeling good. I feel like spring has sprung. It's blue skies outside. It's warmer. It just feels good. It feels like we've been living in like dark darkness for months and months. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, it's sunny. I'm happy. I'm content. Everything's great. <laughs> And just as spring has sprung, apparently also every social network has sprung again with more things happening and news and, and magical and magical features that have been kind of like hiding a bit like, what's it called? Is it a little Easter rabbit where you go around and try to find the eggs? That's, I feel like different features are different eggs, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Finding, you know, find them with social or find social updates in an egg hunt. Because there was so much stuff as well. I was struggling to think about where should we lead. So what I actually was looking at this morning in the gorgeous Notion dashboard that Becca always provides us. I was looking at some patterns and something that I wanted to start off. And you might see that there's going to be a couple of different platforms, as we said, doing similar things. Was some interesting updates on the podcast world, which obviously is very meta for us today. But I just found it really interesting because, first of all, Amazon apparently is decided to go audio, which was shocking, but also other platforms have been doing some updates. Like one quick thing that was interesting is that before going to the Amazon one, which I know you're dying to know about, Spotify 
quietly has been acquiring a couple of quite big podcast analytics platforms like Chartable, which actually we do use. And I can see really how Spotify, obviously because of their type of products and obviously offerings, which are music, or in this case, podcast, I can really see them putting a big drive to become even more so the podcast platform, because if you can have the hosting, if you can have great insights, if you can have the advertising that happened a couple of months back, I think they can have a strong rivalry with Apple. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to ask you back as well. I generally don't listen or share as much my podcast from the Apple podcast, especially because Spotify is so much easier to embed. I listen on on, on my podcast on another app. But also I do have Spotify and I've been tempted to actually just put it all in there from now on. I don't know. What do you use? Because I find that Apple Podcast has its pros, but now I think, you know, it's not become necessarily the choice anymore as much. No, it's not. And it's it's sad. I used to use, and I don't know if it's still going actually, Pocket Casts as my listening tool, which I found, and this is, I think, before Spotify had podcasts on it that was my place to go because I just did and now it took me a little while to swap over to Spotify because I was really reluctant because I somehow felt like no I want to keep Spotify for music only but once I'd started listening to a couple through Spotify I was like what am I doing this just makes sense to listen to it all in one place and same as you I prefer listening to Spotify because then if I want to share it with anyone I don't have to like think about oh does this person have an iphone or an android they're going to be able to access it either way whereas sometimes if you send it from apple it's just it's just adding an extra step for the other person so yeah in terms of the statistics as well and like the analytics and the back end i think that's quite exciting because i've seen varying levels of kind of value from podcast analytics sometimes they're really great And sometimes you're like, can I actually get any information from this? This isn't really helping. I'm not going to be able to go back and say, hey, here's some useful insights that we can, you know, make adjustments from. So on that perspective, I think it's quite good that Spotify are improving. Well, hopefully they are by acquiring these other people. Yeah, I, it's weird though, like podcasts are just, they just keep growing growing and growing thank you dear listeners for allowing us to grow i want to share as well just in case since we're here so thank you we see you but that's actually something that made me think because of this thing that happened and then also i'm going to now unveil the whole amazon shenanigans because i know you're dying to know team uh talking about it's more audio obviously but to me i can kind of see the connection with it and amazon i'm going to say amazon went clubhouse uh, but Amazon kind of to me went clubhouse in a way I still I read it a few times and I'm still not exactly sure of what this is is encouraging people to become DJs that's obviously the the flashy headline for it but it kind of looks like clubhouse quite honestly and it's almost like it's almost like a radio show to me more than clubhouse and um, the app is called amp and it sounds more like people can listen to music together, which could be also a nod to try and make people actually use Amazon Music. Good luck with that. But also there's this kind of feel of radio show. People are chatting and they're contributing and then they're coming together and then you're listening to music together. And it's kind of, I'm not adverse to it, but I just find it really interesting. And to me, it really shows that the power of audio is actually still quite quite powerful and understated. And there's, there's a couple of other platforms that are coming out, which I'll tell you in a sec, about 
kind of audio-only content that, once again, are being a bit unique. What I like about this, and then I want to hear Becca's opinion, because I know we're both quite big music buffs as well. I like this because it's not yet another Clubhouse version of an audio app. It actually has this radio show sort of spin to it, which to me is fun. Not sure how well it's going to go or how much is needed, but especially for musicians and kind of creators in that perspective, I can see it actually not be too bad. I'm just not sure how they're going to market it or how the reach of it is going to be. But again, I, I'm not adverse to the idea. I'm, I can be feeling quite strong about some of these things. And for this one, I'm actually kind of, that's kind of cute. That's kind of fun. What do you feel, <laughs> Becca? No, I agree. I think I, I did roll my eyes a little bit when I saw that Amazon had brought out a kind of competitor. Because I was like, here we go again. One of the other like big guys out there is copying Clubhouse who I still feel a little bit sorry for because they did kind of kickstart this movement into audio social but I do quite like the fact that they have gone down a different route it does look quite similar but with this DJ aspect that's quite cool I'm intrigued and I haven't seen I was thinking about while you were talking I was like is there a way to do this easily at the moment and the best I could come up with was with like if you're on a Clubhouse room and you played your own Spotify like down your microphone or something if you wanted to put songs in between which isn't going to be a good experience for anyone so I do quite like this I think they're I feel like it will be quite niche because I don't think there's much appetite to jump on another sort of social media app at the moment from audiences I'm also a little bit wary because it's owned by Amazon and I know lots of people try to use Amazon as little as possible now so whether that will have an impact into users we we shall see but as concepts go I think it's quite cool I don't know what the from like a marketing perspective I'm trying to think okay would this work for any of my clients no but from a, a kind of user just a you know being a normal person perspective I would be intrigued I might have to download it when it's you know available is it available right now it literally is isn't it but yeah, I there's a tiny bit of me that's like poor Clubhouse, you know. <laughs> they could have had they could have added this feature on at some point and now Amazon's swooped in there and and kind of got it. But it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I am enjoying the different variation of, of audio content or kind of audio only content, if anything. That's one of my that's one of my pros. There's also an element I always wanted to be uh, an MTV VJ, and I'm showing my age, but I absolutely loved it. So if you don't know what MTV VJ is, by the way, <clears throat> get back in the mammoth. So obviously what they would do, they would be on TV and they would show music videos and then they would talk and it would be fun. So I can definitely see us actually, again, even if we, neither of us want to use Amazon as much, but being on AMP and just be like music and then kind of having like a little social media show. It's pretty cool. But yeah, I agree. I think it's there's a lot of elements that make you a bit too niche but it's interesting because it shows still that actually by maybe thinking a bit laterally instead of being let's just do another clubhouse again for the 17th time people might be a bit more receptive a really interesting platform with this is not social but i think it's really important interesting not important for the creative economy it's called uh, knowable which just came about it is um so apparently is a way for you to learn in-demand skills with podcast-style lessons from top experts. And it's kind of combining and joining forces with Medium, which is interesting by itself. And obviously, it's all about giving professionals, creators, and founders 
the opportunity to share the wisdom. So I think it's quite interesting. And it shows a different way of creating educational content. So I think what it shows is that really creators and experts are having so many different avenues now to connect with the audience. I, for example, this week put myself open for business on LinkedIn because I was actually like, a lot of people ask me how they can work with me from LinkedIn. I'm going to put my services on LinkedIn because it's so easy. Like I just have all the copy from my website page and it kind of feed in together. But then I also, just to throw one more app in the mix for Becca, as well as Knowable, I also got um, invited to join a platform called Gura, which is weird, G-U-R-A dot I-O. If you want to check it, I'll put it also in the show notes. And that's a similar proposition where as a mentor, they asked me to become a mentor. As a mentor, you can record a five or a 10 minute video to answer a question from somebody. And obviously it's a bit like, what was it called? The app where you can pay people to do videos for you. But it's more like for celebrities. It's got a name. I don't remember it. See if Becca can help me. I think it's Cameo. Is it Cameo? Yeah, it is. Good show, good show. Thank you, Becca. So it's similar to that, but that will be more for experts. So people can come and be fab. How can I reclaim my time? Help. Or things like this. So I think Gura and Knowable are similar. Slightly different, obviously in the way that Knowable is more like a collection of podcast-style like educational pieces that you can listen to and is a, obviously a membership subscription. But I find it really interesting. And then obviously the creators will get a share of that, of the money. And I think it really shows that audio content is becoming so prominent in so many ways. And we were both a bit skeptical about focusing too much on live audio content. But I definitely believe that the live audio content allowed us to have now more opportunities for creators and for experts to actually use the audio content as a way to make money, as a way to share their expertise. So maybe it's less live and more like podcast style, but in a different spin. So Becca, have I given you ideas of new apps to check out and to download and to look at and to start geeking about? Is that basically it? Absolutely. I've literally been writing these down and making a list. I think today's been tool day. We've been sharing with each other different platforms and things. So this just adds to a very long list of things we need to check out, which is fine. And we'll have to give these to you as well. And to finish off on this now, because I think this was a big portion of what I wanted to talk about today. A couple of weeks ago, um, Alessandro Paluzzi, good old, good old Alessandro on Twitter, spotted uh, one of those kind of early features and ads on. On Twitter, so talking about audio, Twitter looks like it's going to be integrating podcasts potentially into the mix when it comes to their tabs, which is interesting because tabs are becoming as long as Instagram tabs at this point. Um, Becca's just like (laughs) big white eyes. I'll let let you share your views, but I just wanted to say the the reason why they're doing this or the way they're doing this is linked to, and let me get the name of the app right, so let me go to our news, is that they acquired... Uh, Breaker, Breaker, not Breakable, Breaker, which is a podcast discovery tool. So this probably would mean that obviously people can go on Breaker with a podcast and then Twitter through this tab and through this potential new experience, which is not 100% confirmed yet, then they will, people will be able to talk about and promote their podcast, which is great because I already cross-promote our latest episodes on Twitter anyway. So doing an even more organic thing, like Becca was saying about Spotify, you can share the podcast episodes on Instagram stories. I think it's great. So what do you think, Bex? How do you feel about it? If it happened, I wouldn't be upset. Put it this way. That's how I feel about it. Right. 
Well, I'm very intrigued about this because I actually used to have, well, I, I have an account with Breaker and I used to use it. But at the time I was just so, you know, ahead of the curve that there was nobody on it. So I couldn't, I couldn't get the benefits of the app and the sharing kind of factor, which is why I moved on to other apps and then eventually to Spotify because I was like, oh, the, the social element of that isn't there. So this was quite exciting. This Twitter integration of, uh, and I'm just like, mm, I kind of want it to work because I think that'd be really exciting. And I do, I'm back into podcasts for a long time whilst we were working from home. I just wasn't listening as much. And it was quite sad because I, I lost that commute time where I usually put on a podcast. But now I'm back and I'm listening actively. So that's been really fun. So I am intrigued because I do like knowing what other people are listening to. I love hearing podcast recommendations. And I think Twitter is somewhere where I already, just through what people are talking about, get TV show recommendations, film recommendations. Um, my The people I'm following on Twitter is quite London-centric, so even places to go, you know. So I use Twitter in that way. So it feels natural that, oh, okay, they're going to make it easy for you to find podcasts and talk about it and everything. It fits. What I am a little bit worried about, and you touched on this with like the never-ending tabs, is is it overcomplicating Twitter? And where's it gonna fit and how is it gonna make that experience for people? Because I do feel like, you know, this is a running joke now, how many updates Twitter are pushing, like every time we talk, they've done something, which is good, but also like slow down, please. Um <laughs> uh, so I am wondering. Is it going to make the app quite cluttered? Is it going to be something that is brought in and then ignored and then taken away? Because we've seen that happen as well. And I I would rather something either doesn't be added or is added and like guaranteed to stay so I can get used to like enjoying it. But I, I, I do think there's an opportunity here if they can do it right without it becoming too intrusive. Again, I'm putting like my sort of marketing hat on and I'm like, okay, how would I... How would I sell this to clients? What would they say? Would they understand the benefits of this? Or is it going to be something that is going to be quite a slow burn activity that's going to take a long time for um, people to kind of get on board with? We'll have to see. But I'm, I'm very intrigued. Could it tear me away from Spotify a little bit, potentially? But we'll see. We'll see. It's very... They just do so much, Fab. I don't know about you, but it's just like every week, there's like, okay, we need to pivot again. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually going to mention something else that has happened on this front. So just to, just to follow, follow up on that. But first of all, I wanted to say before, before I talk about something else, Twitter, please stop, stop Twitter, stop. I mean, Instagram is the same, by the way, we're not just kind of focusing on Twitter. I don't think we're going to talk about it today, but there's been a couple of big announcements on Instagram. So tune in next week for that. Uh, because I don't want to rush that one. But on Twitter now, the only thing that I'm wondering about this potential feature of, or integration is, is it going to be for people to listen? Or is it more going to be for a discovery? You know what I mean? That's kind of where it's going to be interesting. Because if it's to listen, I don't know. Like, again, it's not the, talking about user intent is not necessarily where I would go. So yeah. if it's more for discovery, then maybe, yes, I could be intrigued because obviously it allows me to kind of find new podcasts or find cool um episodes even if it's a one-off that's maybe where I'm a bit like mm-hmm. but talking about news on Twitter I mean there's so many but I want to pick one 
Uh, so actually, no, I'm going to pick one first because it made me laugh. Twitter shopping. Why? That's the one that I'm not understanding. There's one more I want to talk about today. But before that, let's just kind of kill this straight on. No, no. That's how I feel. That's it. That's my hat. There's the no hat. It's a new hat. It's just literally <laughs> a hat that I put on. I say no. Then I take it out and I put it away. Okay. Am I too harsh, Becca? Am I becoming an old woman that is too harsh right now? <laughs> Uh, no and no you're not being too harsh and you're not an old woman okay let's stop that right there I I am completely with you Twitter shopping and this whole like avenue that they're going down with storefronts and everything I am not loving it I, I just think it's it's not the right place when I go on Twitter I don't want to be seeing I don't want to be thinking about shopping. If anything, I'm probably trying to distract myself from scrolling through like uh, shopping websites where I'm definitely making impulse purchases that I shouldn't be. Do you know what I mean? It's like, don't add that into my little Twitter sphere, you know, keep it just conversation based. And I guess this ties into what we just said, like Twitter are adding so many things, which is great in some ways, but is it becoming quite a cluttered experience? And is it just adding this level of complication? Uh, Yeah. And also, when you think about Instagram, we're so used to now seeing ads in between like every story and every post. Here's a product, here's a product, here's a product. And generally, if I'm honest, they're quite good. They're, they're quite relatable. And I'm like, the algorithm knows me well. And I end up falling down that rabbit hole of like, shall I buy this? I would just like an experience. Like when I open Instagram, I expect that. I would like to be able to go on Twitter and not be pushed shopping content because I think that so many of the other platforms, you know, Pinterest as well, is just buy this, buy this, buy this. And I'd quite like one of them to remain as a, just enjoy your, your hangout here, you know, on Twitter. Join a space, listen to something, you know. Also, how's that going to work with Twitter spaces and this breaker integration? I feel like surely that will have some effect. Um yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't like it. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> See, our, our, our no hat is just on for both of us. We're staying here, resting our case. But you know what? That's the problem for me. Becca got it. See, that's why we got is one little brain in two little people. That's why it's weird. Because I was thinking the same. I'm like, so almost every platform aside from LinkedIn, thank you, LinkedIn, is not pushing like B2C shopping. And okay, you're doing that. But then on top of that, almost every platform is also going a lot heavier on the monetization of creators, which leads me to the last thing I wanted to talk about today, slash last Twitter thing I wanted to talk about today, which is this focus for other platforms as well. We'll uncover next week, but definitely for Twitter also, monetization for creators. And I'm like, cool, I love that. You know, give me my creator dashboard, which is the new thing that is coming for Twitter, where then creators can see things like, you know, what money is coming from, whether it's ticket spaces, whether it's uh, Twitter Blue subscriptions, tips, all of that. I love that. But then I'm like, okay, then genuinely, when you think about it from a user intent perspective, whether you are being pushed products, whether you've been pushed tickets for an event, whether you've been pushed to send tip, whether you've been pushed to subscribe, then it is really hard because Twitter is a lot about conversations. And my fear is that it's almost okay for you to want to support your favorite creator. But then on top of that, you have normal ads. On top of that, you have the Twitter shops. On top of that, you have that. It goes back to what you said earlier. It's very crammed, I feel. 
it's gonna get really intense and I'm just like Twitter you were doing something really right whether you were doing it or just the right people start are starting to show up let's not undo that please and thank you and again I rest my case again that's kind of what I say because I'm excited about these things but there's too much and the creator dashboard I think is good in principle but in the bigger picture I'm almost like who are we trying to target here? What do we want people to experience when they come on the platform? Is it just me again? No, it's not. I, I'm completely with you. I think updates that they bring out, like the creator dashboard that you mentioned, I think are really powerful and really valuable for creators and also Twitter themselves, because I feel like when you introduce something like that, it's going to build trust between the platform and the creators. I feel like it gives a sense of control it makes people feel like they know where they stand. They know what to expect from, you know, spending or dedicating time to working on this platform. And I feel like that builds a solid foundation and that I get and I understand. And I'm like, yeah, it, to be honest, if any platforms are offering some kind of, you know, creator-based tool, then they should have that dashboard, maybe even to start with, rather than bringing it in later down the line. But, you know. We can't have everything. But with these other things like podcast integrations and stuff, it just, it, yeah, like you say, it feels cluttered. And I, I don't know, I can't, from my perspective, I can't tick those same boxes. Like, oh, it's it's building a solid foundation. It's building trust. They're just like left there with a question mark next to them. And I feel like we love being strategic here. And if I put my strategic hat on, I'm like, where's the strategy where's you know what's your end goal here is it just to kind of generate more engagement in the app maybe but what or is it just to kind of say oh well we we hold all of these things you know we don't necessarily do them all well is that harsh of me to say maybe i don't know um but we we can we can say we do all of these things it's like we do yeah is that the point though is that what you want to be known for is you want to just be known for less and doing it really really well and I feel you <laughs> couldn't be harsh again. The platforms almost got a pass when the pandemic was here. I understand everybody's online. You're trying to figure out pivoting. We give you a bit of a pass. We're doing a podcast and we're like, yeah, we get it. Okay. Yeah. We're trying something new. I understand. But I find that there's so much frustration out there when it comes to brands or when it comes even to our students, which was super invaluable, just for them to say, well, which platform should I focus on? And when I did my workshop, I was like, well, you have to focus on the platform that, you know, you can see your audiences in, you can add the value, you want to show up. There's a combination of things. But because the platforms change, obviously that changes the makeup of what you can do with the platform and what people are expecting from it in a way. And that's the problem. User intent is not just about you, it's as much about them. And when even the audience doesn't know what the hell they're supposed to do there, it, it it scrambles everything for everyone. And we understood that that was the case because I have pivoted more time than I'd like to admit in the last two years. I'm a bit exhausted about pivoting, like a lot of us, you know, and I know that a lot of business owners especially will understand that. But also at some point, even if it takes time, you need to start making your own direction. And with some platforms more than others, I can see that. With others, I'm just like, well, bruv, just just give me a break. Just give us a break. We're putting so many hats on right now. We're literally just sweating. You can imagine us sweating with the hats. So let us take some of them out and just get a bit of focus. 
Okay, and this was really strong feelings this week. I feel like the last couple of weeks we had strong feelings, but there have been a lot of things that a lot of platforms have been putting out and we've been trying to make sense of it. So that's my excuse for the feelings. Please and thank you. But as I mentioned, today I'm giving us a sneak peek. Next week, I'm going to talk about Instagram and creators and what's coming up because Beck and I both know, both of us have seen some of the exciting stuff. So with that, if people want to ask you any more questions or if they want to say hi to us, Becca, where should they go when it comes to you? You can go to at Becca Social on all of the platforms and I'll be there waiting. And as always, you can find us at Alt Mark School on Twitter, Alt Marketing School on Instagram, and obviously me at Fab Giovanetti everywhere. And if you want to join us for the next cohort of Alt Marketing School, just go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to have fun with us for six amazing weeks. We just did the graduation from our latest cohort, so we're all nice and excited. And we cannot wait to welcome our next cohort starting in May. Thank you so much for listening. Head to altmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at altmarketingschool. Until next time.